Hi, and welcome to the Becca's Teacherpreneur Academy podcast. This podcast is a place for teacherpreneurs to come and get insight, ideas, inspiration, and lots of practical advice. My name is Becca, and my goal is to make your life a little bit easier by taking some of the stress out of being a teacherpreneur. So we have very specific practical advice that you can take and implement today to start seeing more results in your business. So if you're interested in that, then grab a cup of coffee and let's get to it. I've gotten some questions lately about people who want to start on YouTube as a way to promote and use their resources and provide content to their audience. So today we're going to talk about YouTube tips for absolute beginner. If you have a YouTube channel, if you just started a YouTube channel or you're thinking about it, leave a link down below to your channel if you have one or let me know what niche you're in if you don't because I would love to know kind of where y'all are on this journey and if there's any way I can help you that would be great. Disclaimer, I am not what you would consider a YouTuber. I have been on YouTube for two years now, but I did some things at the beginning and throughout the first probably year and a half that really, really, really messed my channel up. And it's really been the last six months that I have been able to grow and scale my channel and figure out what's going on. So I am gonna give you the tips. Most of these are things I have figured out in the last couple months and a lot of it is from doing research and figuring out how to do things better. For a little bit of context, it took me a year and a half to get my first 1,000 subscribers, which if you don't know, 1,000 subscribers is kind of a big deal on YouTube because once you hit 1,000, you can be monetized with ads, which means that as you saw before and after this video, if you happen to click on it and purchase something, then I get a little bit of the cut from the advertiser. So it just adds an extra source of money to my business, which is really super awesome because I was doing this anyway for a year and a half without that. In the last six months, I have managed to double my subscriber count and it just keeps growing and getting better. So I'm thinking it's going to continue to grow and get better now that I finally kinda know what I'm doing. So today we're gonna give you a couple of tips to help you get started here on YouTube. So tip number one is you can totally film on your phone. I filmed my first 100 videos on my iPhone. Now I have an iPhone 8, which is actually not that good of a camera, but if you especially have some of the newer iPhones, they have phenomenal cameras that are like probably better than my actual camera. I filmed for an entire year before I finally purchased myself a camera and it was fine. I mean, is the quality as great? No, but it was fine and it worked. If you're getting started, don't go purchase an expensive camera. Start on your phone. Make sure you're going to like it and use it and continue to grow. And then once you have put in some time and some effort, then go and buy yourself a camera. When you're filming on your camera, just a heads up, your back camera is going to be a lot better than your forward camera, which kind of stinks because if you're using your back camera, you can't see if you're in frame. The one thing you can do is set your camera up and take a picture and then you can check, make sure it looks okay. Do the picture with the self timer and then you can start recording and that'll make it better. You can also just use the front facing camera and deal with the lesser camera quality because then you can see yourself and make sure that you are in frame and not doing anything really weird. Cause the worst thing is to film like a whole video and realize you cut your head off. Not like I know what that's about. 
In case you were curious, I have the camera G7X Mark II. I love this camera, full disclosure. I know like nothing about cameras, so there's that, uh, which means it's really easy to use, but it does have this flip up screen. And I got it because most of the YouTubers that I watch used this camera. So I figured if I liked all of them and their camera quality is good enough for me, then this should be fine too. Anyway, so that's number one. Number two is gonna be make your niche very, very, very small. So your niche, we talk about a lot. I have a video all about how to find your niche. I will link it down below as well as up above. Tip number two and a half, don't kick your tripod. Anyway, let's fix that. So make your niche really, really small. The way that YouTube works is that it takes your video and it takes all the things in your description. It actually listens to part of your video. It takes your title. It takes your tags. It takes all those things and it gets all this information about who this video is for. And then it shows it to people that it thinks are going to like it. So if your niche, your videos are going to be about music teachers, then make sure that you have music teacher in the title, that you have music teacher in the description, you have music teacher in the tag and make sure that all your videos are about music teachers. Because if it shows one video to some music teachers and they like it, it, then it's like oh cool okay they like this then it's going to show your next video to those people and if they don't click on it because it's about something else then they're going to be like oh why is it showing me this i'm not going to watch this and then youtube's like oh wait they don't like that and it confuses youtube so that youtube's not quite sure what to do so make sure that you are especially at the beginning go as narrow as possible like at the beginning it could be like second grade teaching reading strategies and then from that, once you get some people on your account subscribed, then you can kind of move out a little bit, but start really, really, really niche so that YouTube has an easier time finding people. Tip number three is if you have any sort of audience already, send them over there. If you have an email list, send them your videos. If you have people on Instagram, tell them all about your videos. If you have people on Facebook, tell them about your videos. The faster you can get people on there, the faster it'll help your YouTube channel grow. Again, YouTube is looking for people who want to watch your channel. So if you can get people who are already second grade teachers teaching reading, to your channel and they subscribe, then YouTube is going to be like, oh, okay, so these people all like it and they're all second grade teachers. So I'm gonna show it to more second grade teachers. Something that kept my channel really small for a really long time is that I wanted to do music teacher videos, but I also wanted to talk about teachers pay teachers authors. And I was confusing YouTube but I was confusing my subscribers every time I posted a video because anytime I posted a video, YouTube would show it to a portion of my audience and if it showed it to 10 people and five people were music teachers and five were TPT authors, I would get at most five people to watch it. And so if YouTube's like, oh, half her subscribers don't care about this video, it must not be good. It's not even gonna show it to the rest of your subscribers or anybody else. The more narrow you can be, especially at the beginning, the better it's going to be. Number four, spend some serious time on your thumbnails. A lot of YouTube is those videos up in the sides where people are trying to decide what to watch next. And if they see a thumbnail that is appealing, they're more likely to click on it. It's kind of like the only thing that people see to determine whether or not they're gonna watch your videos. So with your thumbnails, you can upload custom thumbnails. At first it like won't let you and you have to click on the little thumbnail thing and it'll take you to a page and it'll verify it. It's super, super quick and simple. You don't need anything fancy. Do that at ASAP so that you can create thumbnails. With those thumbnails, I like to take pictures anytime I do a video and I take many pictures when I do a video and then I use those pictures for my thumbnails. 
With your thumbnails, I would recommend using your brand colors. I talk about that a lot because you want people to be able to recognize you. So I try to put some pink or some navy somewhere in my thumbnails, especially with like pink letters or pink blocks or something like that, because I want people to know it's mine. However, do not use the same template for every single thumbnail. I did that for a long time because I was like, oh, it's consistent, people will know it's me. No, 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 no. Actually, I watched a study from a YouTuber who did this and they figured out like the perfect thumbnail for them that was doing really, really well. But when they continued to use it, it was less and less effective. The reason is because people, again, are looking over the side and they're just kind of glancing. And so if you have two thumbnails that look exactly alike, they might think it's the same video. So if you have very similar, you know, maybe you're wearing a different shirt, but it looks very similar, they might think it's that other video they watched last week and not realize it's a new one because it looks like the old one. So what I would suggest is have maybe four or five different templates. I use Canva, I'll leave a link down below, it is free. And use a couple of different templates that you kind of switch between. So you might've noticed over the last few months, I have started doing this where sometimes I have the ones with like the pink blocks on the side. Sometimes I have ones with like half of it is pink up here. Sometimes I have the just the words over me. Sometimes I have little graphics and things on top and I've just got a few different things going on so that you don't get confused that it's like the same video you just watched. So do be aware of that. Along with thumbnails, you do not actually have to put the full video title on your thumbnails. I did that for a long time because I thought I had to, but you really don't. I would say just add like pertinent words or maybe even words that go along with it. So for example, I've seen videos where people say like the best classroom management hack ever. And then on the thumbnail, instead of saying the best classroom management hack ever, it might be like, this is really good or for chatty classrooms or the kids won't stop talking or something along those lines. So you do not have to put the full title. You don't have to put any words at all on your thumbnail. I think it tends to work better, but you can play around with it and see what works best for you. The last thing I'm gonna say is if you're using YouTube to promote your products, do not sell in every single video. We've talked about this before with social media, or maybe that was in my course, I don't know. I've told somebody about social media. You do not wanna just like sell, 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 sell because people will get bored and they will not come back. If you're trying to use YouTube to promote your products and build your audience, really focus on that building your audience piece and think about things like what are some things that my people are struggling with or what are some ways that I could help? What are some really fun lesson ideas? What are some games that you can use? What are things that people might need before or after my resource? So if you have a resource about centers activities, maybe you do a video that talks about how to set up centers or how to manage the class during centers instead of just doing, you know, here's a centers activity. It's totally fine to do videos that are more specific about like, hey, here's how you use this one particular resource that I have and show it in depth, but don't make every single video about that because then people are gonna be like, okay, I found this on the web for how to use this one particular resource that I have and show it in depth, but don't make every single video. Check it out. Thanks, Siri. Anyway, don't make every single video about your products. Make, you know, every few can be about your products and that's fine, but try to really use your YouTube channel to solve problems and give content and give things away. For example, I have officially split 
my YouTube channel. So y'all are all about TPT and Becca's Music Room, which I will link down below in case you happen to be a music teacher, is all about teaching music. And on there, I've been posting a lot of videos lately about things like no touch singing games or Zoom activities or fun Zoom games or things you can do when you're six feet away, can't use instruments, can't sing, but still have to keep the kids engaged and teach music. <laughs> that's not a doll order or anything. We also talk about things like self-care or my favorite teaching books and things like that where I'm not trying to sell them anything, but I'm providing content. Sometimes I do have things in there where I am selling something like my favorite books to use in music class. And in there I have a lot of products associated with them, but I'm not like, go buy this, go buy this, go buy this. I'm like, hey, this is how I use it. This is the whole lesson. I do have a product. If you're interested, I'll leave the link below. And that's pretty much it. I do have other videos where it's very clearly like, here's how to use my resource that I want you to buy for this, whatever. And in those videos, it is a lot more, you know, okay, let me show you all the different pages and this, that, and the other. However, again, that's not how all of them are. So try to have a kind of a mixture of videos where you mention things, videos where you don't mention anything and videos where you are actually selling. Another thing that is awesome about talking about your resources on YouTube is that you can link in your TPT descriptions to the videos. So if you maybe go really in depth, which is like way more than you could talk about in the short little time it gives you for video previews, then you can link to the video and say, here, you can check out the whole lesson here, or you can see like a full, in-depth how to use it here and then link to that video. This is also awesome for things like Google resources because right now we can't use video previews on Google resources. So you can link to a YouTube video that's basically your product video. So that's really fun, especially if you have something that is a little more in depth and I've seen quite a bit of revenue from those sorts of things. The last thing I want to say is about your set. Make sure that you have plenty of light. This room has these like giant windows, which is good and also bad because sometimes it makes my face really dark if I'm not careful. I do not like these lights because you'll see it has a really yellowish tint and I am not a fan of the yellowish tint. So I usually leave those off and see if I can make do with just the window lighting. I also like to have things like candles because they do provide a little bit more fun. Oh, did that one go out? Oh, that's so sad. But make things in your background simple and fun. So like right here I was sitting and you can see like my books. These for my music people are, yes, the New Grove Dictionary of Music and Musicians all 20 of them and then you know i have like a little plant and a candle but nothing too crazy and then also the color scheme going on here like it's very we got like the navy and the light blue and green so it's like bluish and it's very simple so there's not like a bajillion things going on if you go back to my old videos from the beginning there was a lot going on Typically I film in here, although clearly this is a mess. So I would clean all of this up and I usually have it set here, you know, without the blanket or the jacket and things like that. So that that's a little setup, but that's very, you know, simple. You know, I have my brand colors with the pink and the pink and the navy and it's not super in your face. For, especially for Becca's music room, I've been filming a lot right here. So I have my sign, I have my brand colors up here, but it's not like a ton of stuff. I think I wanna put a plant 
on this side. And I usually sit in front of the printer so you can't see it. And then you get like a little bit of the pink over here, but there's not a ton of stuff going on. And the very last thing I wanna mention is to get a tripod ASAP. I, for a very long time, here I'll show you, I had this super fancy one for a long time. It is from Walmart and it came with um, the little like phone holder up here, which I unscrewed and put on my big one earlier. It's not nice. I think I paid $15 and it came with like a clicker, which is really what I wanted. Would not recommend that one because it's just not that great. I got this one with my camera. I honestly have used it once I think because I got it at the same time that I purchased my like big tripod that I like a lot better but this one's fun because it can like bend so you can kind of wrap it around things which is nice but really hard to get it to be straight so just a heads up on that and again it has a little phone holder that screws on here this is where you screw on like your camera the problem with these is that you're probably not gonna be laying on the floor as you create your videos. So anytime that you are filming, I would have to like do all these funky things to try to get it tall enough because even sitting like on my desk is not tall enough. I would have to put it like on a bunch of boxes on top of my desk and it was just a hot mess. So I'm gonna show you the one that I have now. I really like it. It didn't have amazing reviews because it's not like super sturdy. Like if you hit it, it's gonna fall. But I have been using it for a year. I love it. It was about $50 when I purchased it as opposed to most of like the heavy duty ones or at least a hundred. And I am quite content. So this one is called Victive T72. So it just looks like this. I screw my camera in here and it did not come with the phone holder. So if you are using your phone, you're gonna wanna purchase a little phone adapter. It just screws in here and then like holds your phone like this. So this one has a lot of things like you can move this around and you can move all of that, which is helpful. It does have this grip as well as this handle, which is super helpful when you're moving to a different area. It has three, one, two, and then three up down there places where you can kind of like move it up and down. And I really like the blue color because you know, why would I not? It also has this hook, which I assume is so that you can like hang it upside down, but I don't really know what the point of that is. So if you are better at video, let me know what the point of that thing is because I don't really know. I hope this video was helpful. We will be doing some more videos about like blogging and YouTubing since those are the two main ways that you can use content to market your products and to create an audience and build that audience and really keep in touch with them. We'll be talking about that a lot more, especially like in the spring. If you have any questions, leave them down below. Again, if you have a YouTube channel or if you want to have a YouTube channel, leave that below so that I know because I have like no idea if y'all are on YouTube or not or if you wanna be or not. So I would love to know and if I can help in any way i will try i'm gonna go eat my lunch because i'm starving have a wonderful wonderful week mm -hmm.